You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston, episode number 48. Here we go. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now your host, Jody Livingston. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. If it's your first time checking out the podcast, welcome. You picked a great one. I feel like I say that every time. And if it's not, but you're coming on back to listen again, well, welcome. Thanks for coming on back. You can find me on the Twitter sphere at, at Jody Livingston and, of course, over on the Facebook at The Longer Hall. All of the links posted in or mentioned in today's episode, whether it's a link given or a resource, you can find over on the show notes page at thelongerhall.com slash episode 048. And you're going to want to have a pen and paper handy or at least be ready to head over and check out those show notes because today is slam-packed with goodies and plenty of resources that are uh, recommended and mentioned. And so all of those are over there um, for you. Man, I'm excited about today. Uh, Greg Steer on today. A long time, long time ministry of Dare to Share Ministries, helping equip youth pastors and student pastors and students to share their faith. And uh, they've got some really amazing things coming out. We get to that in the interview. We talk about what it takes to really have an evangelistic youth ministry, like what kind of qualities and values are present in those ministries that are actually being effective at evangelism. So you're going to want to head uh, to pay close attention to that as we go through here. Also, uh, man, a ton of movie references. Uh, just so fun. It was a great interview. I enjoyed it so much. One of the things I really appreciate appreciate about Greg uh, is his passion for what he does. It's just an unwavering passion. Every time I've been around Greg, every time I've heard Greg or seen Greg, uh, the same passion has been present. And so you know, this is my 20th year in youth ministry, so for 20 years at least, I've watched the ministry of Dare to Share, and it just never wavers, and it's so authentic and refreshing to be around his love for students and his love for youth pastors and student pastors. His love for student ministry is evident in everything he does and in everything that you see uh, with Dare to Share Ministries. So uh, you're going to enjoy today a lot. It's... Um, Super good, super good, and a whole lot of fun for sure. So uh, make sure you head over to the show notes page afterwards. Check out all the links and resources mentioned. And uh, so anyway, with all that said and all that out of the way, we'll jump in here to today's interview with Greg Steer from Dare to Share Ministries. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Well, hey, Greg, thanks for coming on and taking time to join us on the show today. Super excited for you to be here and to share what's going on with Dare to Share, particularly around Dare to Share Live that's coming up. Um, and I know even just talking just before the recording here, some logistical things that working through and, uh, you know, that the Lord's still proving to be faithful even in the midst of of hurricanes and, uh, and everything. So, uh, man, I'm excited to have you. For those who may not be super familiar with you or dare to share, I'm going to take just a minute or two and kind of briefly introduce yourself and give some background, how you ended up doing what you're doing. 
Sure. Uh, Jody, I appreciate being being on your show and excited. I just uh, was a teenager that was greatly impacted by the gospel growing up. Uh, inner city kid, never knew my dad. My family were like the sons of anarchy. My uncles and cousins, they're all bodybuilders and fist fighters and street thugs. And uh, it was insane growing up. And a preacher whose nickname was Yankee, even though he was from Athens, Georgia, <laughs> his nickname was Yankee. It sounds made up, but it's true. Uh, on a dare, um, reached my Uncle Jack for Christ. He had planted a church in the suburbs of Denver and reached into the city. And my Uncle Jack, who was the toughest guy, still the toughest guy I'd ever met in my life, came to Christ like that. And wow. totally changed him. My Uncle Bob came to Christ in the back of a squad car after he beat a guy to death and on and on and on and on. My whole family ended up coming to Christ. I was this little guy watching the transformation of my family get involved in Yankee's ministry. And Yankee had a killer killer youth ministry. We had 800 students wow. in our youth ministry. We only had two to 300 adults in the church, but Yankee believed uh, the fast. You talk about the long haul. I mean, he was a youth pastor with senior pastor clothes on. Uh, he was a youth pastor with, with a budget and authority. And he told the adults, we're here to reach this next generation. So keep tithing and I'll preach to you on Sunday. Other than that, leave me alone because I want to mobilize these kids for evangelism. And that's what he did. He trained us, equipped us, in evangelism, theology, discipleship. And we had probably 90% new conversion growth in that group. Wow. Second, third, fourth, fifth generation of disciples making disciples, making disciples. And so that, you know, it was that kind of ministry that changed my life, literally changed my life, changed my family. Um, and so Dare to Share is an outgrowth of that transformation. And we want to bring that same kind of intensity and intentionality to every youth ministry in America. And so we started 25 years ago. I was a uh, church planner and a pastor and started Dare to Share on the side and was doing both for 10 years. And then the Columbine High School shooting happened April 20th, 1999. And I knew a lot of the kids there. And my wife was a public school teacher in the same district. And God just used that to really rattle my cage. I resigned from the church to do Dare to Share full time because I've I figured the best way I can minister to the church is by, you know, going full time to help youth leaders succeed when it comes to making and multiplying disciples. So that's what Dare to Share is about. We do conferences, events, curriculum, resources. We've trained a million teens to share the gospel over the last 25 years, which is, sounds great, but there's a billion teens worldwide. Yeah. So we want to we want to play our role in reaching them. You know, we're like Liam Neeson and Taken. We have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> you know, we will look for you, we will find you, and we will gospelize you. you <laughs> That's, right. That's awesome. And we want to help youth leaders do that effectively. And yeah. I just don't think that's that's the norm, and we want to make it the norm. No, and I love that because I think um, I think a lot of people are telling youth pastors how to do ministry, but not a lot are necessarily trying to come alongside and equip them to do youth ministry. And I, I have always appreciated that about Dare to Share. Um, and... So twenty five. I mean, twenty five years is a long time. Um, Tell me about it. <laughs> how how do you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you? How do you keep going in that? Like, has there ever has there ever been a point where you're? Because you, I mean, uh, every time I've I've been around you or heard you, man, you're you just you constantly you're so passionate about this right now. I've never really seen that waver. 
Um, yeah, it hasn't really wavered. And I think it comes, it's not from me, it's from the Lord. And it's, it's really because I've, I really believe this. I mean, I, my family was absolutely transformed by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I saw it growing up. I saw teenagers transformed. I've been seeing it for 25 years. I think one of the reasons, I love the name of your podcast, The Longer Hall, because I really think one of the reasons youth leaders flame out is because, you know, you're working, you go in with these vis- this vision to reach all the students in your community. And pretty soon, you know, you're caught up in the machine of ministry and, you know, politics and all this stuff, and you forget your receipts and the church treasures ticked. And, <laughs> um, you know, you, you know, forgot to send out that, that, you know, disclaimer to the parents, the medical sheet. And I mean, all this other stuff that just begins to boil up. And soon I think what happens is you move from gospelized to institutionalized and we become these drones and all of a sudden ministry doesn't seem as exciting. Uh, you wake up one day and realize, man, my kids may be, a, you know, they're a bunch of self-centered kids. They're not really super passionate about Christ and it's easy to flame out. But when you start seeing kids come to Christ and grow in Christ and disciples made and multiplied, it gives you a reason to stay for the longer haul. Yeah. Uh, it gives you like from the water boy tackling fuel, you know, to, to go <laughs> for it and to keep going for it. And so that's what, that's what we want to bring to youth ministry is that gospelization that in, you know, fan in the flame, you know, yeah. fan in those embers back into flames and that flame into an inferno. Yeah, I had, so man, yesterday for me personally, it was just a really long day of ministry. And I even last night jumped on kind of our Facebook page and just shared, you know, I, I think one of the reasons that, that ultimately so many youth pastors and youth leaders leave the position they're in or all ministry altogether is because they get to a place where they just lose hope, right? They, whether it's, what you're talking about, just being bogged down by all those other things of ministry that no one really told you about when you decided that you wanted to change uh, and impact a generation for Christ, you kind of get to a point where you just think, this is it. Like, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to change. And the grind of that, I mean, I had just a, a really long, difficult, just emotional uh, conversation with a student last night and it's a student. I've, I mean, it's probably the same conversation I've had a dozen times with this mm-hmm. kid. And I've seen God do a different... Make, I mean, I've seen the transformation in his life from where he was. But discipleship is such a messy and long process. And if, if you're not constantly being reminded of why you do what you do and the difference it makes and, and, and stopping to look around and see the difference that the gospel is making in the lives of the students that you have... It's easy to lose that, I think. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. And I think, you know, the things that are missing in youth ministry are the things that are needed most. And we did a survey in 2013 through an outside research organization, and we found seven uh, values that were common to every youth ministry that was seeing 25% new conversion growth per year or more, which is really astounding growth. Yeah. Um, and there were seven things in common. According to this research project, I cross-checked them with a thousand pastors and youth pastors in ten different cities, from urban to suburban to rural, just to make sure. We've and we've never gotten more double thumbs up on anything. They were just like, "Yes, yes, yes, this is what we need." 
cross-checked it with the book of Acts to make sure, because I don't want to stake my life on a research project or interviewing <laughs> pastors. Right. It's all over the book of Acts. And I'm like, how do we miss this? So what I tell guys is we've received this youth ministry box from our youth ministry forefathers, and there's a lot of good stuff in the box. I'm not a, hey, take the box, burn the box kind of guy. There's, you know, there's self-image talks in the box. There's, you know, pizza in the box. There's dodgeball in the box. There's good things in the box. But there's some things that are missing. And when I went over these, discover these seven values, we didn't develop them. We discovered them. I was like, no wonder we got so many youth leaders flaming out and so many, because they're not embracing these, this radical paradigm that's 2,000 years old. It feels new, but it's really ancient. And it, the first one is intercessory prayer. The youth ministries that were rocking it the most were praying the most. Yeah. And, you know, we spend more time in announcements than intercessory prayer and wonder why we're not experiencing youth group. I mean, a revival and youth group. You know, the next yeah. one was relational evangelism. So the average youth leader, you know, their view of evangelism oftentimes is, hey, bring your friends out to group, youth group, and you can watch me throw the touchdown pass. As opposed to, I'm going to be the coach, not the quarterback. I'm going to coach you to have those conversations throughout the week. And we went through these seven values, and it really became clear that we need these back in the youth ministry box. Hmm. We need to make room for these values. And if we do, we're going we're gonna to see momentum. We're going to have more tackle and fuel. We're going to stay in for the longer haul. Yeah. No, that's great. And so you've ta- you've mentioned this idea of gospel advancing youth ministry. Um, what when you say gospel advancing? I mean, there's a lot of things that come to my mind when I think of like advancing the gospel or a student ministry that would advance the gospel. But what are you specifically meaning when you talk about a student a youth ministry like gospel advancing youth ministry? So uh, you know, uh, there's this idea of gospel centered, which just sounds to me like a bunch of people in a big circle watching Matt Chandler videos, you know, <laughs> right, right, uh, right. which is great. I love Matt Chandler, but I'm saying it's not, put them on your, put them on your iPhone and advance it. So the idea is advancing the gospel into the lives of your Christian t- teenagers and through the lives of your Christian teenagers to make it, make it mission driven. I mean, Jesus we don't have to develop a mission statement for our youth ministries. Jesus did it. Go and make disciples of all nations. So we know why we're here. You know, our motive, as Dan Spader says, is the great commandment. Our mission is the great commission. And we need to build everything around that mission. And when we do that, uh, and we incorporate these seven values into our youth ministry, we're going to see forward progress. So I think what's wrong with youth ministries, we tend to be about a meeting more than a mission. And in ministry in general, and in 21st century Western ministry, church ministry as well, it's all about the meeting. Let's have a meeting. Let's have several meetings. Let's do a big meeting and several meetings leading up to the big meeting. And then we'll do the big meeting, and then we'll have another meeting to talk about how the big meeting went. So in future meetings, we have better meetings. You know, that's that's <laughs> right. kind of what we do as opposed to what Jesus did is he was all about the mission, and he had meetings along the way. I'm not anti-meeting, but those meetings supported the mission. Uh, and I think we've lost that. I think we've become about the program. Uh, you know, youth leaders, you know, now I think have this pressure to juggle flame and poodles and get the, get the latest, shiniest curriculum that's going to keep their kids engaged. And, 
you know, let's get that best worship set we can do. And I'm, I'm not saying we that's not part of our jobs. I'm just saying that's not the main part of our jobs. Our main part is intercessory prayer, uh, coaching and equipping our students to make and multiply disciples, starting with relational evangelism, and really pouring into our leaders to lead the way. Yeah. Um, and those are the first three values of that gospel advancing thing. So I think it's a mindset that more than a model, um, there was a, a book, Chap Clark, I don't know if you remember the old book, uh, Four Views of Youth Ministry. Yeah, I have it on my shelf. So he rewrote it, uh, 21st Century Ministry with Five Views, and he had all these PhDs, and then he invited me, the former roofer, to write a chapter. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure? Because it feels like Dumb and Dumber showing up at the <laughs> teacher's, you know, the professor's club here. Um and he said, yeah, and because he, he said, I've talked to enough youth leaders that use this, this model. I go, well, chap, it's not a model. It's a mindset. It, and he goes, well, we're going to call it a model in the book. I go, well, it'll work with any model. It's yeah. a mindset. You just got to spackle the cracks of, of your model with, with these ingredients, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. And I talked to him a year ago, and he's like, Craig, I'll tell you something. What's interesting to me, the most popular view with our seminary students is gospel advancing. Hmm. And I go, the reason is, is it's so super biblical. I mean, it really is. It's not ours. Right. It's, well, and it's scalable. Like, that's yeah. the thing, too. Like, if you're, you know, if you've got five kids when everybody comes and brings a friend, you can do that whether, cool. you know, and so can you if you're sitting here with 500 students, right? I mean, the it, the, the principles in that and, and how that looks, it's, it well, scales. You know, here's what I like about it too, Jody, is it is a, it's a great equalizer. So let's say, let's do that. So there's a youth group of 20, youth group of 200, right? Right. Let's say the youth group of 200 has 10 students who came to Christ from students reaching students, which is pretty good. 5% yeah. new conversion yeah. growth. Let's say the youth group of 20 has 10 students that came to Christ from students reaching students. So you got a hundred percent new conversion growth. Right. And all of a sudden you look at those things and Actually, the smaller youth group is more healthy evangelistically in that scenario. Yeah. And yeah. and I think it's a, a equalizer for big and smaller groups instead of everybody judging by how many kids. You know, I could juggle flaming poodles and get a crowd. That doesn't mean I have healthy youth ministry, right? Right, right. And I keep going back to that juggling flaming poodles because down deep inside— You have a hatred for poodles. I do have a hatred for poodles. I just, it sounds like, a, like an act from uh, America's Got Talent. That's right. They're the, they're the cat of the dog world. So, <laughs> sorry. That's awesome. No, poodles Jenny, are they're weird Jenny dogs. Jenny, just li- listening to this who happen to have a poodle, I'm happy to offend you. Let me just yeah. say that. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but I think, you know, what we've seen, too, is when you have students who start leading other students to Christ— Man, that's exciting. Like that you don't have to say much from the platform at that point to get your students motivated. Oh, kids are jacked, man. I mean, that's the thing, man. That's what I, I was raised with is every week we saw kids come to Christ. I mean, and it was it was a new believer messy party. And it was messy because we had something like five gangs that were part of our youth group. Five different gangs. Wow. <laughs> that were part of the youth ministry and we had stuff going on. You talk about, I mean, trouble in the parking lot and we had all, but it was so the momentum of the messy ministry was so, so exciting. And, uh, I wrote a book years ago called firing Jesus 
And it's what if Jesus was the youth leader at your church? Would he make the cut? And so it's kind of a one of those, you know, fictional fable books. Sure. And it's all written from the perspective of the emergency elders meeting that's called. Um, <laughs> and you never hear Jesus actually say anything, which I always feel awkward when people are putting words in Jesus' mouth. Right. So, so you never hear him say anything, but they're always talking about him. And it's it's about you know, really the radical nature of the way Jesus would do youth ministry in today's 21st century culture. And we're called to be like Jesus, you know? Yeah. Uh, he was always escaping ministry opportunities to pray. Right. So yeah, yeah. why isn't prayer part of our, a big part of our job description that we actually spend time during our day in significant chunks, praying for our students, praying for our city, praying for our youth group, praying, you know, for revival. I mean, things like that, which when you look at the Bible, it's like a no brainer. Like, okay, yeah. Why are we not doing that? Right. Oh, well, I've said here. We run to the whiteboard and not to the prayer closet when when you want to get a strategy, you know? I've said on here before, one of the scary things about youth ministry in particularly in today's culture, but it's not exclusive. Like it's probably been like this for a long time is that you can do youth ministry without Jesus for a pretty good amount of time. Yeah. Um, before anybody really starts to question or notice. And you couple that with the fact that just in general, no one really asks probably any on anybody on pastoral staffs, but particularly, you know, in the context of youth ministry, nobody asks how your personal walk is. Nobody asks how your personal prayer time is. There's just a lot of assumptions made. So there's, unless you're being really intentional to build in that accountability or you're blessed with some staff who are above you, who are intentional to ask, mm-hmm. man, you'll just go through the motions and fake it, hoping you'll make it, and then wonder why nothing ever really happens. And you can get numbers without Jesus. You just won't see yep. the transformation. And it's scary. Well, I'm some, you know, I tell you, it, uh, so that's, you know, people kind of think of Dare to Share, I think, is, you know, we train to teenagers to share their faith, and and that's kind of what we do. And we do do that. I mean, we... We love training. That's what Dare to Share Live coming up this Saturday. Our goal is to train 50,000 students in 69 locations, how to share the gospel, unleash them to do it, give them a challenge to go back and reach their friends. They're all going to have a Dare to Share Live app where they can upload gospel conversations, starting videos to their friends on their feed, and and then go out and collect canned food and share Christ too. So we do that. That's a big part of what we do. But it's not just training teenagers to share the gospel. We, we're training youth or to chuck seeds of the gospel. We're training youth leaders how to build greenhouses mm. so that those seeds multiply. And so that's kind of, I think the last three or four years, that's what really has, um, I think, transformed about Dare to Share is we really are seeing the importance of having youth leaders um, build these gospel advancing ministries. Yeah, and I, I um I love that so much because I had, I had a friend who used to say, um, your ministry is getting the results that, that it is designed for. You know, mm. so if, if you look around and you see the results of your ministry, it's getting you're getting the results that you're aiming for. And so if you don't like what you have, then something's probably broken. And um there's that I had for a long time I used to have that above my door in my office, just to, mm. just as a reminder of me that it's not the church's fault. It's not my pastor's fault. It's not the parents' fault. It's not the students' fault. Like, if we're not reaching, it's because 
it's because we're not we're not aiming at that. And you know, um, Dr. Alvin Reed has been on the show, and a friend of yours, um, he'll he'll say often like one of the biggest reasons that your students aren't sharing their faith is because you're not. Yeah. And if they don't see you, if they don't see you sharing your faith, yep. then, then they're not going to either. And he's the master of that. Uh, I mean, he's always got somebody with him. He always has a student with him. If he's traveling, he's got somebody riding with him. If he's out uh, at a restaurant and, you know, somebody's with him, he's sharing, He and he consistently is sharing his faith with waitresses and, you know, Uber drivers and, and whoever he can. But he yep. has people with him. And it, it's not for the show of things. You're not doing it just for the show it's of disciple, things. Discipleship. But you need to get caught doing it. You know, and sometimes yeah. like as a parent, you know, I have to be really intentional. My kids are getting older. My oldest is in high school and uh, my un- my youngest is eight. And, you know, so four kids in there. I, sometimes I intentionally let them catch me in the word in the mornings because I want them to like they 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 hear me talk about it. They see me teaching and preaching, but I want them to see me doing that as well. And that's that's you not know, what sometimes what I do is. um I'll take a picture of the person I'm sharing the gospel with. You know, I'll say, I want to keep this as a reminder, pray for you, and have other people pray for you too. Mm. And then I'll post it on Instagram and say, like last week, it was pray for Ivan. He was a guy in a wheelchair. Um, and um, he got, got in a car wreck. Uh, right away, is a motorcycle, 100, going 170 miles an hour, um, and was messed up. But uh, went through the gospel with him. But I put that out there, and I don't, I don't put the majority of it out there, but you know, once in a while, just as a reminder to those that are the followers, quote unquote, Hey, this is what we got to do people, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it there to share is not just on my business card. I mean, this is the, what I want to live out. And every week in chapel, which we'll have chapel today, um, we spend five, 10 minutes, just kind of what we, we call kind of open mic, taking five for the cause where people share with everybody shares who they're praying for, caring for, and sharing with. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you know, good, bad, or ugly, you know. Yeah, I love that. I love that because, you know, sometimes you may not have students with you, and uh, and sometimes you can't, but being able to kind of show and, and, and be seen, and, and that's not arrogance, that's not pride, that, like you said, that's that's just a part of discipling. Like, I'm not uh, parading that around as like, oh, look at me, but I want them to know that it's not something I'm just telling them to do, but I'm actually doing it, and... Exactly, um, and it's and the reality is it's harder for me as a, as a youth pastor um, when I sit down and have a conversation with a random teenager. Sometimes I'm the creepy old guy, and so it's it's a little it's like I will be uh, I'll be on campus tomorrow and I'll be talking to students, and I'm even though they see me often, it's still it's still a bit awkward for them to have an adult talking with them and having a conversation with them. But a student to a student, that's totally natural. Yep. It's totally natural. And the opportunity there is incredible. So that's awesome. Well, hey, let's let's talk about the the live event a little. Um, I'm really excited about the live event. And uh, again, I, I just I, I love so much the ministry of Dare to Share and what, what Dare to Share does and the passion, the urgency that, that seems to just never fade. Um, you mentioned... Uh, 69 locations across that um, on the 23rd, which uh, of September. So, which is also apparently the day that the rapture is going to happen. Yes. So <laughs> at 5:31 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, right after the event. So make sure you, you yeah. Know. 
So make the most of the event. Let's go out out swinging. (laughs) Go out swinging, baby. So did you know know that when you picked the date that that was going to be the best date? No, somebody asked me, did you pick it because of the apocalypse? (laughs) I'm like, what? Oh, I love it. If it gets you out to the event, yes, that's exactly why we picked it. If not, no, no, not at all. We picked (laughs) it because it's a Saturday before see you at the pole. Yeah, I love it. That's so good. Well, you want to just give, I mean, I know you kind of gave a brief just to yeah. a couple of things, but just a little more specifics about what it is, how, how can folks find it and get plugged in. And So let me, I'll just give you a real quick, the website's dare to share live.org. It's a number two, dare to share live.org. And, you know, for years we've been doing conferences. I've done 185 conferences over the course of 25 years. Never missed one. Love them. Uh, but People, you know, for years have said, why don't you simulcast your event? I go, because nobody wants to watch a, a bunch of kids in a big room having a party that they're not at. <laughs> you know, who wants to do that? Nobody wants to do that. So we we decided to build not an event that will simulcast, but a simulcast event. So it's designed for the host sites. And awesome. so we we shot our conferences. We said, okay, let's burn the ships. Let's say goodbye. We'll have a, you know weenie roast and burn the ships and then we said let's do this thing and let's build it so it's truly a live event so these 69 locations uh from fairbanks alaska to puerto rico uh, a 9 a.m west coast start a noon east coast start so it's truly live yeah it's awesome students will have a dare to share live app where they can talk to each other during the whole event we'll be having a hashtag let's go and so we want them to be able to talk to each other through the app um, also there'll be gospel conversation starting videos that are really cool videos. They can upload to their friends and their feed. So they'll create social media gospel conversations, but also can send it to individual friends. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, from the Denver site, we'll have 10th Avenue North propaganda, skit guys, Zane black myself. And, you know, in every site, there'll be a live pre-trained MC and a live worship band. So oh, again, cool. Every site has got its own live thing going on. And it'll go back and forth from the live stream to the live room. And so we call it kind of a three-screen experience. The, the, the streaming screen, right? Yeah. The, the stage is another kind of screen, what's happening in that room. And then the app where students can have their own conversations during this whole time. They all go out and collect canned food for local rescue missions, um, you know, in places like uh, Punta Gorda, Florida, and um, Puerto Rico. They're going to be actually just going out and serve, serving people that have been damaged by the hurricane. And Puerto Rico right now is getting damaged uh, by a Category 5 hurricane. They're planning on still doing it even if they don't have power. Uh, they said, we'll meet in the parking lot and we'll just do it ourselves, but we're going to do this thing. And then they'll all share stories back. We'll come back for a national prayer and praise party, and we'll have a national prayer service and a call to revival. And uh, then uh, we'll dismiss everybody to go to back to see at the poll that Wednesday with all the friends they've led to Christ. Uh, and then for four weeks following, we'll have a four-week webinar series called Let's Gospelize that'll help the youth leaders grow and go. So if you go to daretoshare.live.org, again, the number two, daretoshare.live.org, Click on the closest city next to you, get your tickets, um, and you can even buy at the door. But we'll be selling tickets through tomorrow 
uh, online tomorrow through Thursday, 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, and then after that, they could just buy tickets at the door. But yeah, we're excited. And nothing like this has ever been attempted before in youth ministry. So it feels like, you know, we're going to the moon and kind of figuring it out <laughs> as we go. But uh, the Lord is faithful, and we're convinced this is what God's called us to do. And I'm I'm excited. I pray for I, I ask youth leaders to pray for revival on September 23rd. Pray for the simulcast, pray for the app, pray for the students to be deeply impacted and the youth leaders to be transformed and show up. Come on out and be a part of the party. It's only like $20 per student. Uh, the live site in Denver is 29 because we have some of the live bands there and stuff, but $20 per student. So it's very cost effective. And, you know, there should be, we have uh, one place in Omaha that's already sold out, but most of the places still have. Uh, some room for you to go. So just come on out and be a part of the party. Man, I love it. I love it. I love it. I think uh, I love the aspect, because you're right, so many times like a simulcast is just very passive. And so you're just kind of hanging out in the room, waiting or watching what's happening. So I love the interactiveness within the live room uh, and the simulcast, and then encouraging students to share. And uh, the social aspect, I think, is huge. I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, just be praying. I mean, we have felt uh, spiritual warfare like never before, which to me is a great sign. Yeah. And that God wants to do something significant. Plus, it could be the rapture. So, again, <laughs> go, go out swinging. <laughs> right. leave, on a, leave on a high note. That's so funny. <laughs> you know? That's so good. I love it. I love it. The Lord has a sense of humor, man. Just... I hope so. It's so. Uh, <laughs> I would. I would not. I would. I can't imagine heaven there not being a lot of laughter. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Well, and and so beyond the live event as well, tons of resources on just Dare to Share's website, right? Yeah, um, yeah. We also do a full week training called Lead the Cause in the summer. We do one in. It's like our Navy SEALs boot camp for youth leaders and students. D.C., Denver, Chicago, Austin, Texas, and California. Yeah, I love it. Um, and then we. We have uh, tons of resources on dare2share.org. We also have uh, a a resource I would recommend, because you asked me to have one I'd recommend. Yeah. Uh, I wrote a book called Gospelize Your Youth Ministry, and it's based on those seven values. Uh, And it really unpacks them from the book of Acts, but it ties in a lot of youth leader stories of how God's using those. And along with Gospelize Your Youth Ministry, there's gospeladvancing.com. Okay. which is a website that's got training videos on it and a diagnostic you can take to see how strong you are in those values or weak and a community you can join of youth leaders across the world now that are applying these values. We have entire denominations that have just absorbed these values in and we have, you know, like 160 countries that are actively downloading our materials and using stuff. I, I believe God is creating a gospel advancing global network um, of, of youth leaders and teenagers. I really do. And we're just playing our role in that. Yeah. But it's not about us. It's about the church. Jesus never said, I will build my 501c3 nonprofit. He said, I will build my church. So <laughs> right. we're all about the local church. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll make sure there's links to all that for everybody in the show notes so they can head over and grab those um, super quick. Uh, Greg, I, I'm I am beyond excited for the event. I'm excited about what you're doing with Dare to Share and uh, grateful, man, grateful for your ministry, the longevity of your ministry particularly, and the passion you bring is certainly inspiring. 
not only to the students that you speak to, but to youth leaders and youth pastors that you're equipping and, and coming alongside. And so I just want to thank you uh, for the impact and influence you've had just personally on my ministry over the years. Uh, and, and man, I, I, I'm excited to see what the Lord has in store in the future if we're still here after the rapture on the 23rd. That's right. Um, if we're still here, we got a whole other podcast. <laughs> that's right. Like, uh, holy crap. Yeah, we'll have what you back just, on and we'll straighten out a few things. horribly wrong. <laughs> That's right. The Mormons were right. That's oh, right. No, gosh, what happened? Yeah, uh, I think I saw a movie about that once. Um, something about missing the rapture, but I read a book right. series or something. Um, There's a book series, but back in my day, Jody, there was one called, um, what was that one? Thief in the Night as old school. Oh, movie. yeah. yeah. Horribly <laughs> worst produced Christian. It's so bad, it's good. That's awesome. Uh, Larry Norman, I wish we'd all been ready. Anyway, yeah, that was great, great DC talk song, um, which I have to explain to my kids. Okay, this was Toby Mac before he was Toby Mac. This is that's right. That's who DC talk was. So, well, Greg, if folks want to connect with you beyond uh, today, is what's the easiest way and the best way for them to do that? I do have a blog. It's just gregsteer.org, um, G R E G S T I E R, and my Twitter, Instagram is just uh, Greg Steer, S-T-I-E-R, G-R-E-G-S-T-I-E-R, I before E. So, awesome. yeah, come on board. I got pretty much one subject to talk about all the time. <laughs> well, you do it well, so that's all right. That's you're, um, Man, I, I again, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time, and but we'll be definitely be praying for the live event, and uh, I hope all goes well. All right, Jody. Thanks cool. so much, brother. All right, thanks, man. You bet. Bye. Well, there you have it. Great interview with Greg. Again, I mentioned it off the top end of the show, but you can hear the passion and just his genuine love for the Lord and for teens just in what he says and, his share, and how he shares it. Um, I love it. Be, be praying for the live event. Check it out and see how you can be a part of it if you are catching this in time. Otherwise, head over. make sure you head over to daretoshare.org, um, and that, again, is dare2, the number 2, uh, share.org. And check out all the resources there that uh, that are available for you. It's uh, some really really good stuff, and um, and lots to uh, lots to look at, take in there, as well as all of the other links and resources that we mentioned. Those again, you can find at the show notes page over at thelongerhall.com slash zero four eight. It's thelongerhall.com slash zero four eight. If you're enjoying the show, the podcast, man, I would ask you to do a couple things. One, head over. Uh, to uh, subscribe to the show. So whether that's uh, through your podcast player that you have there or on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're listening to the show, make sure you subscribe to it so you get the new episodes as they come out and you don't miss any of those. Also, if you uh, find it helpful, I would appreciate you heading over and leaving uh, just an honest review of the show over on iTunes. It just helps a bunch encouraging me and helps other youth pastors and youth workers find uh, the show. Uh, and then check out The Longer Haul as a whole. Lots of resources there uh, for you and more stuff coming out uh, here in the next few months, working on some uh, some pretty cool projects there. Uh, and so when you head over there, jump on the mailing list so you make sure you, uh, you catch everything and you don't miss out. A lot of stuff goes out to the mailing list that doesn't make it to the website or on the podcast. So uh, all of that is there. So that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. And until next time, give them Jesus. 
Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.